Are you experiencing a career crossroads? Feeling unhappy or just unfulfilled? Do you fancy trying something new? Perhaps you're thinking of starting your own business. If you are experiencing any of the above, then the Pivot Coach can help you to reconnect with your purpose and your passions. To find out more, book a free discovery call today at www.thepivotcoach.ie. Hello, I'm Trina Gunning, member of the club and on the committee helping to make the club as amazing as possible for you. Each week, I'll be talking to an amazing member of the club about their business, their journey with it and their thoughts on the club women's network. The club champions women in business and is a first and foremost, a support and learning network, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for you to give as much as you receive within the club. If you would like to find out more, please go to theclubwomensnetwork.com or the Club Women's Network across all social media platforms. We would absolutely love to have you join us. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Clubhouse. I'm Trina and today I have the pleasure of talking to Jana Mulani from Sleepy Chicken, a member of the club who has created a beautiful online shop with products that are fun, quirky and family oriented that perfectly reflect her personality. This member has grown her business fantastically in less than two years and at the first club award she won newcomer of the year and overall female founder of the year. Welcome Jana, how are you today? Thank you for such a lovely intro. How are you? You deserve it. Thank you. How have you been lately? Good, I'm good. We are not long after our spring fling launch and January was much better to me than I expected. So we're oh, very good. We're doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note, explain to us who you are, what Sleepy Chicken is and where it came from. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Jana Milani. I am the owner and founder of Sleepy Chicken, which is an online store. We were established in November 21. Um, and basically, we curate woman-owned brands, mainly gifts and accessories that focus on women, kids and family. Um, we have a nice mix between very modern Irish makers and independent brands. And again, we scale that between um, handmade products and then if we have some larger companies, they're owned and designed by women. We happen to with a lot of moms as well. And we really pride ourselves in keeping mom's attitude, taste and style still there. I definitely found when I started shopping as a new mom, it was like sad beige baby <laughs> and, um, you know, blessed mama t-shirts, which is cool if that's your thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like there was a big separation between uh, if I was shopping for Jenna and if I was shopping for mom and Matilda, who's my little girl. So we try and apply a universal style. We don't really do anything that's seasonal. It rains all year in Ireland, so we're pretty lucky that way. <laughs> <laughs> and we really work on doing um, gender neutral styles that will work for parents and kids so that something I buy I would choose to wear myself as well as matching up with kiddos so we try and stay away from gimmicks and um, we have a lot of products that grow with a child so the idea is that you're getting 
value as a customer it's kind of a lean towards sustainability for us because mm-hmm. it's giving longevity and what we're producing for people um, and then ideally what you would do is either pass on to a friend a sibling a family member um, and yeah we're we're doing it yeah and you're doing a lot of it so <laughs> what I got from that is you've clearly put a lot of thought into what you want sleepy sleepy chicken to be from you know women suppliers and um, mothers gender neutrality there's uh, your sustainability ethos there's a lot there so how long before you actually founded sleepy chicken were you thinking about this how much went into it before that to come to you, you've got such a strong foundation well I mean I'm 33 now so. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a retail background and even from the time where you know when you think oh that would be nice too I'm doing this even Mm -hmm. from the I'm doing this thought to opening the virtual doors let's say if I look back at like my first notebook it's a different business it's completely different and I think it can be dangerous in business because yes you need to fill a need or you need to solve a problem but a big Mm -hmm. thing for me was um, and I've been taught since from the lovely ladies at the club that you can't be for everyone yeah. and everyone can't be your customer mm-hmm. and so I just got more and more comfortable with finding my niche mm-hmm. um, even I'm still learning like we're obviously we're only a year and a half in but where I found it applied a lot was online I was really scared to focus my content on young moms Mm-hmm. So kind of moms generally under the 40 and um, because I started to find that I had a lot of other groups that also bought for me. And I thought, you know, someone would read mom in a caption and be like, no, you know, get out of here. <laughs> but, but I found that you do need to stick to your niche. And there are people on the fringes, thankfully, who will also identify or connect with whatever it is that you're selling. Um, but yeah, it's important to stay in your niche and you can't be all things to all people. Yeah. Which is a business and life lesson. Yeah. But I think there's also something to be said that yeah, you're filling a need, you're solving somebody else's problem. But And why we all know we're not our own customers. There's something to be said, I think, for women who set up businesses who especially when they become mothers or afterwards when they've got maybe the time and the space which sounds counterintuitive to do something like that that you're also fulfilling a need for yourself you know you you were driven by something because I know um your little girl is quite young so you were doing sleepy chicken while you know doing motherhood at the same time when it's at its probably most intense part absolutely so I kind of really had decided to give it a go on maternity leave which mm-hmm. is probably the worst time to do it but, but I so did many re- do it it's it's yeah. a, the story here again and again and um, but I did return to work and doing that really reaffirmed it for me mm-hmm. first day I returned too early um which is like a big no-go I went back earlier than I should have I cried my like first event meeting it was the whole thing it was very hormonal <laughs> <laughs> but um I um so I'm losing track there just having a flashback um, <laughs> the trauma is still raw yeah and um, but when I went back um we were in a scenario whereby um I was working in events and management for Barron Hospitality so it meant that there was obviously a lot of late nights 
so myself and my husband had become ships in the night even more mm. so than you naturally do trying to keep a child alive for 24 hours when we yeah. were house plant before that and so, then you have to do it again the next day yeah and it really to be honest outside of I was very lucky with Matilda I now know she was like a bundle of coolness she ate and slept and I got an easy deal for sure um but it was just constant you know he would you know kind of rush away from work as quickly as possible I would literally be passing him in the doorway there was no coffee there was no chat there was no debrief um and very quickly you learn that you and your family and your body and you just can't and don't want to do it anymore Mm -hmm. um but I do feel conscious it's really important I can have all the ideas in the world but I am privileged to have a partner um, a financial scenario and life in general whereby I have the option to take the leap mm-hmm. because there are so many talented people who for many many reasons it's just not a reality to create what they're looking for right now whether they have to wait or kind of put the idea on the back burner so yeah I mean that was it was a big ask kind of we just got a house <laughs> we just had a baby I think I'm going to quit my job yeah <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes you just know that there's, it's that gut feeling, isn't it? Because I, I myself am very risk averse. I liked the, the, the paycheck and somebody else sorting it out. But it was like that. It was the opportunity during maternity leave to think about having value in a different way that might also allow me to have a, a, a different balance to our life as it was changing with, with children. And in spite of thinking, I remember going to the Start Your Own Business course and I remember thinking, right, the reason I'm going to this is because it's going to show me that this really isn't possible, that like this mad idea you've had, you need to put it back in your pocket and think of something different. And every week I went, every time I came out and Jay, my husband would be like, how did it go? And I said, I can do it. Everything they talked about, I can do. I know I can do it. And it's just that little spark that makes that risk worth it, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like that's stuff I, it, that we're, we're kind of <laughs> echoing each other here an awful lot. Um, but yeah, I did find like during that maternity leave, you crave creativity anyway. Um, and so it was nice to have something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then kind of you scare yourself the further you go along because like you say you're like oh I'm trying not to swear here um, <laughs> I'm really doing this yeah. you know and that is it can be a very scary thing in and of itself mm. um, but yeah when you get there it's it's wild and amazing and scary all at the same time it is there are a couple of things I wanted to mention because obviously you have talked a little bit about how you have found your niche and that it was a little bit different to what you had found when you were shopping as a mother. And I think it's worth mentioning that a couple of things that I suppose really appeal to me um, and I think have worked really well for you in spite of maybe on the face of it, it, people going, oh, no, you can't do that. So my first example is the sweary mugs because I think they are genius I have bought them myself I have them they give me a little smile and a pep on my step when I make my coffee in them so tell me how you came to find the sweary mugs because they are very much a part of your niche they are yeah I think it's bang on if you find 
that yeah if you were to pick up one product that kind of says okay you know we're moms but mm-hmm. you know still humans um so I I like to say I'm a professional shopper I have a great eye I'm not the most traditionally talented person in terms of creativity so like making painting mm-hmm. that's not me but shopping searching finding good connection um anything media related like that's my jam um so like that when I had those nap times when I had those kind of hours where I shouldn't have been awake mm. it was just like once I had to say it was like a drug like I was like okay I'll find this up and then thankfully with technology a lot of the time once you've looked for so many specific things things start to find you you know mm-hmm. magic algorithms and you know wholesale um online spaces and things like that um it's one of the ones where if you hold it up you'll find your customer very quickly mm-hmm. because I'm not yelling obscenities at three-year-olds as they pass me, Uh, you know, Uh, but I think that it's important that when you're supplying something for moms, you're supplying something for every part of that Mm -hmm. person. Um, It's like an outward display of that that, um, expression of finding your tribe. I mean, because there'd be so many mothers at home thinking all right well you know the curse of social media everything looks perfect everybody else looks like they have it together um and all it takes is one person to say something and you're like that that that's what's in my head and you've just said it out loud so you you gave people a physical manifestation of that um and I think that has been really clever it's gone really well and they have to be fair it's one of our best-selling ranges and just to pick up on what you were saying about that kind of thing where whether you're a new mom or just a mom or to be honest just a woman and you're scrolling past social media it is really hard to find someone you recognize yourself in Mm -hmm. and so I made a very conscious decision early on that like let's be clear I want you to buy the stuff that's Mm -hmm. that's why I'm here yeah (laughs) but I wanted to do it in the most authentic way possible obviously Mm -hmm. there's a caveat to that I'm not going to show you certain things Mm -hmm. I'm I was going to say brush my hair, but that's actually not always guaranteed with me. But but I wanted to be as authentic as possible. I wanted it to feel like I was building community, not only for customers, but for myself, because very early on, I saw it as a brand mm-hmm. rather than just a business, which the more I continue on, I see as like a major thing for people in small business, especially people who are hands-on creatives um, going from the product or the business to a brand Um, and I try to do that in the most natural way possible I'll probably get eaten for this but like I've never paid for an ad I've never done a google ad I've never boosted anything and that was a conscious decision at first like this is year two so I really need to start getting to grips with all the back end and I need to start doing that but I really wanted to make sure like you said I was finding my tribe Mm -hmm. naturally Mm -hmm. um, and drawing people who really wanted me there um, and who maybe saw themselves in me a little bit, you know. And I think part of it, I know I said at the start about reflecting your personality, You, I love watching your stories and what you do on social media because I, I don't know how you've done it, but you've got that perfect balance between your personality being so authentic and it is clear throughout 
that you know there are products to buy but you have created a boundary um but it doesn't feel like you're holding back it's not like people are watching going oh well she's not telling me the whole story there you've managed to to create that and I suppose as you've gotten feedback you've kind of gotten more comfortable in that is it thank you firstly I'm going to be rushing this whole thing um <laughs> insult me quick no um, <laughs> um yeah I will say I am one of the few people where I genuinely do feel comfortable mm-hmm. on social media and camera and um, because I have full control I know there are other people who are very aware of those watching I not I see numbers I get it you know when I, I look at my insights and stuff but to me I know I can delete it I know I can redo the voiceover I know that if I watch something and I go oh you know if it kind of gives me that little bit of I don't want to say cringe because that's such an overused word but if it doesn't sit well with me yeah. it doesn't feel like it's me I won't use it or I opted out of Black Friday altogether because it's like just not my thing and so I talk about that I recently cut out cards but instead of not mentioning cards at all I adore them I promoted other women who make those lovely things and and as yeah for me I think I'm the opposite to a lot of people because I would much rather do like a live or make mm-hmm. a video or making my food of myself than walk into a room oftentimes. Um, so I actually, like I live life and run my business alongside having general anxiety disorder. So strangely, okay. a lot of the things that other people find tough, I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'll stay in this room and you know, <laughs> do a skit and edit to beats. And I love all that. Whereas then the other end is I could have built an amazing connection with someone and then I'll panic as soon as as I see them Mm -hmm. I'll get comfortable and I'll be myself after a little bit but yeah social media is a lot easier for me to connect with customers. Sure plan financial advise business owners on all aspects of their financial planning from protecting your income in the event of an accident sickness or premature death to ensuring that you plan for your future and achieve that dream retirement. For more information and to book a consultation visit sureplan.ie. Sure plan financial limited trade and sure plan financial is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. I suppose then it must have been a big deal for you to start doing markets because I know you started doing that last year as well, didn't you? Yeah, we did a lot of markets this year. Um, I've just done one this year and it kind of gave me the bug again. Um, mm. But I suppose there's two reasons. Um, first is that cash flow, you know, yeah, getting your money on the day. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have a traditional retail background. So in a sales environment, I'm quite comfortable like everyone in life I'm full of contradictions but I know I'm good in my space of kind of Uh selling um, and I think what's really hard about running an online business is you can just very quickly become a snapshot or Mm. you could not go viral but you could get a lot of attention on something that's not particularly product related or not particularly on brand you know you could get loads of likes on a picture of one product and they don't know who you are or what you try and do and even if it's just a table and a tablecloth which is what my setup consists of Mm -hmm. and seeing again the idea of a brand 
I think people really get it because I pride myself on everything making sense. Everything is for my customer and it all does naturally fit. Um, and it's all done on purpose most of the time. So <laughs> to present that all together, you get much more of a reaction. And euros, which, you know, we're running businesses, um, than you would if someone just says, that's such a lovely picture. And yeah. they like it. And then you never see them again. Very true. Very true. Now, tell me, at what stage did you decide that you had to network then? And why did you choose the club? Yeah, the networking thing is like a very hard one for me. Again, because all of the things that networking, (laughs) all of the things freak me out. Um, I will say I definitely had um, a preconceived notion with the word networking. I actually never call it the club network. I always just say the club Um, because it's a lot look, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. It feels like a lot of swapping business cards and getting numbers, moving on very quickly, a lot of scones and back tapping and blazers. And I just, (laughs) it's just not really my format. So when I saw network, to be honest, I would kind of automatically check out a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. but I had been following Shan already. And then I followed the network and I could kind of start to see all the women there. And I saw them advertising for the Women in Business Expo in the Marina Market. Yes. So at that point, I think my business is open three weeks, maybe four. And I was absolutely rattled. And I did my setup. I'd say I must have, I don't know how long it took me, um, second guessing myself the whole way. And I just, after about 30 minutes, realized that everyone was amazing um, and <laughs> that's such a, like, a cheesy thing to say I just think in those settings at least for me I go in there with a lot of negative self-talk mm. and I decide how people are going to feel or react to me before I've even met them so like the in my head all these people were like super accomplished all experts they would look at me and be like well, what's the story with your one she's using a tablecloth she's not even open a month Of course, nobody said that. And outside of that, people were very genuine Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a bunch of people selling alongside each other. Mm -hmm. It genuinely felt like people were there to get to know each other. Like I was stuck to my table. I was like, you know. here and sell the things stay here and And then people started to move around of course I met Shan and I met so many of them and I had such a great conversation with Jen actually at Wellbeing Warrior Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was just a small bit hooked then I just kind of thought okay I had it all wrong and then I go from zero to a hundred so once you have me you have me Mm -hmm. Um, and I joined very quickly um, and I loved the idea that I can pick and choose I loved that it wasn't all in person mm-hmm. because again, depending on the week or month, I'm personally having mental health. It might just not be an option for me to go. It might not be the best place, even if I'm surrounded by the most amazing people, which we are in the company we're in. But to have the idea that I can do all those things online at the start, I thought I was like, okay, I can feel a little anonymous. But once you're there, you get so comfortable that you find mm-hmm. yourself engaging very quickly. I've... <laughs> I've never actually been on an interactive Zoom call before I was in the club, if I'm honest. I don't know if you have. 
I would just sit there and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, any questions? And I'm like, but no, no. But it, it's just that urge to help, to reach out. It's all natural. And once you feel comfortable, um, it's just a, a, an amazing space to be in. Mm-hmm. And then like that, once I had started, it was just like, bang. So I was... Um, awarded the best branding on the day I cried in front of Shan I remember that actually yeah great, great start <laughs> <laughs> cried a little bit got a, got a lovely little gift and then I went straight into that I ended up on the I should have wrote all this down I haven't studied up now but I ended up on the Echo for some reason then the Leo offered me a subsidy at the Cork Summer Show which is still the most amazing um financial weekend I've had in person at a market and I got an amazing subsidy there I was on lives I did like my first speaking engagement because people saw me through the club and it just felt like in the most amazing way yeah and for me again being the type of person I am not to have a freak out because Mm -hmm. I just felt carried along the way Mm -hmm. and that's a really nice idea that idea that you felt like you weren't just putting yourself and standing out there on your own while physically you might have been doing that you felt kind of supported by the people around you who had encouraged you um, and were urging you on I think the idea of the network is is something that like the club it, it's one of the foundations of it is that it's not a traditional network obviously that you know people get the idea that it is to do with people in business coming together to do things but it's like expanding on it not doing away with it completely but expanding on the idea that it doesn't have to be as you've described it doesn't have to be it going in everybody just swapping business cards and um, that there's so much more to it in terms of the, the learning and the support absolutely and as well as like you see all the practical applications of the learning which I do want to talk about as well and um, I just found that it was okay to be at the level you were at Mm-hmm. both on your business journey because again I'm literally a year and a half in business almost um but also kind of one of the biggest learnings of my life um that I had when I did have a really rough time with my my mental health was defining your own success mm-hmm. so not everybody in the club wants to build a global brand or take millions a month some do uh, and they will do it and they will do it with everyone's support. Mm-hmm. But some people want flexibility. Some people want to make a change. Some people, um, you know, are still just thinking about giving it a go. For me, I know I wanted to build a brand. I was excited about have creativity and be able to pay a couple of bills. Mm. And I feel comfortable in saying I don't want to take over the world. But that doesn't mean I'm not driven. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm driven in my own direction for my own mm-hmm. definition of success. And you will see that that definition is different woman to woman in the club. But everyone relates to each other in the same manner. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you have like the boardroom gals here and the moms over there. It is everyone in together and everyone is respected in the same way. And um, because, again, like I say, it's very easy for me and for women in general to have a really negative self-talk and kind of have ideas of how people will see what you're doing 
but I will say everyone is welcomed in the same way and of course like any large group of people there will be some people you are drawn to both business and personal somewhere it's business and learning and you'll find mm. those different relationships with different people in the club um but yeah it definitely is a comfortable home for like whatever your approach to business is mm. if you get me yeah I think that's a fantastic point and one that probably at the outset and of course it depends on who you surround yourself with which is the point of all this but you don't it's it's like the measures of success all have to be one thing it has to be year on year growth financially otherwise it's not working and if you set yourself up with that expect that external expectation of other people then you yourself are going to constantly feel like you're failing like your your measure of success like one of my measures of success could be how many parents I help within a year which might not you know directly correlate to you know more money than I made last year but more people might have attended a certain kind of workshop and therefore I have helped more people in, in different ways so I think it's a really good point and the the one about no matter where anybody is at their business it's really good to hear that you everybody gets the same level of respect and support from everybody else it's a really good space to be in yeah like people meet you where you are mm-hmm. um and and welcome you well and let's say it can be very hard especially if you are a small business and for me I'm product based so obviously there's a certain amount of investment that's required in that that might be a little difference to services I hope you can't hear my dog and um, so for me as a product based business it's a little different because you do have financial investment up front a lot of the time that may vary from other types of business um but um sorry he is barking and I'm <laughs> terrible at podcasts um so yes um we're talking about finances apologies um no problem at all um so yeah when you're setting up obviously you are not just giving your time you're investing money especially if you're a product-based business um and so a lot of the time we know what we need to do or we know what we need so yes yeah I need SEO training absolutely I need to learn more about accountancy I also need to learn this, this and that. But a lot of the time, those courses, while in depth and absolutely necessary, I'm sure, it's 500 a pop. It's a thousand euro. It's 600 a pop. And that's a very real issue. Like it mm-hmm. would be a no-go for me personally at the start of my business journey. Um, and so I felt the investment because I just, like I said, I go from zero to you've got me. So I was a yearly member straight away. I didn't mess around with any trial. I was, I was right. Yeah. Um, and while that's an investment, because I'm a small business, it feels like I've gained so much in multiple areas. So mm-hmm. for me, it felt like a really good business investment because so far I've already worked on my financials. I've already worked on my social media and there's loads more to learn. Like I am nowhere near where I need to be in terms of my website or like SEO knowledge all that all that techie stuff um but it is a nice way to invest in yourself as a businesswoman Mm -hmm. but also to invest into the learning in your business in a wider sense and you can narrow Mm -hmm. in where you need to very often you can do that with a club member you know yeah it's a it's a brilliant facet of the learning because you get the 
the broader range of workshops that will teach you all the different aspects that you could think about. Some of them you'll come back to, some of them you'll know that it's something you need to work more on and that might be there where you, you prioritize. Um, but it's the support as well. Now, I think it's worth mentioning, I know I mentioned in the intro, that this involvement in the club um, led to you entering the awards last year and you won Newcomer of the Year, which was a fantastic win for you on the night. But I have to say, I'm never going to forget your face when you were announced as Female Founder of the Year, because I don't think everybody else in the room was so delighted. We were all on tenterhooks because there was only one person in the room who knew what was in that envelope. And when your name was announced, the room just erupted. It was such a, a well-deserved award. So, you know, have you processed it yet? Not really. I don't know <laughs> that it will feel real. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so the newcomer, I had promised myself that I would enter. And I also really wanted to not have the, I wanted to do as I say, because they had so many friends at the club that I was like, oh girl, you should do this one. I think you should for this and this and this. And I'm kind of like trying to push people to represent themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, give themselves a go and throw their hat in. And I thought, okay, I have to, I'm going to do it. Um, and so, any any award is a surprise but I thought there might I was like there's a small minute chance maybe I could do newcomer that maybe and I was hoping and hoping because I think for all honest you do something with a hope and I had hoped mm -hmm. it still seemed otherworldly to me that I would win that but I had a hope that maybe I could of be of course and then Shan had said oh a few people have nominated you it's two nominations in however many categories and I thought well so then I was frantic after that and um, we did the awards it was an amazing night um, and I had one newcomer and I was blown away um, I was actually helping to take photos and content for <laughs> yes because you were also working at it that night you because you were part yeah. of the organizing of the awards themselves myself and the marketing team so the girls were like taking names for the press release and I was taking photos of people um <laughs> so I I kind of thought it was amazing and then quickly forgot about it because I was taking photos of the other award winners and they were like are you not going to no, we need a photo of you <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then we were all called up obviously the winners of each category and it was for a female founder, which genuinely hand on heart was like out of my mind. It wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm one of those people where if I'm not engaged, my resting face, <laughs> how do I say this on a podcast? My resting face is not the sweetest. <laughs> so I was so worried about being photographed looking unhappy <laughs> because we were all at the top of the room mm -hmm. that I just stared through Shan with a big smile and I could not hear what she was saying all oh, no. I could think was don't look like you're miserable don't look like so I was like looking through her and then I heard blah 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 blah, and I, I got my surname and then I kind of looked and I saw my husband and Sandra from Rainbow Crescent was at my table and yeah I was blown away genuinely highly unexpected can't remember what I said um but yeah it was an amazing night 
And I'm glad I did it. Very, very glad mm-hmm. because maybe six months earlier, I absolutely would not have. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone. I wouldn't have nominated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I, it's I, a big learning curve and backing yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think like we were talking about expanding on the idea of network with the club, the way the awards were organized and done also shows that, again, it doesn't matter what stage of business you're in, um, that if you're doing it, there is a place for you to be there. And um, we all have that presumption that somebody who's going to win certain categories has to be there for five years. It's all based on their, their income that they make, because I have, I've been to awards like that before, where you do have to fill out the forms like that. But the the, net, the club, again, is kind of booking that trend. And you winning it kind of proves that it can be done um, because you're you one newcomer and also female founder, which I think two yeah. people wouldn't think would go together. Absolutely. And I naturally just, like you said, I assumed all those things. It was a room full of amazing women, many of whom are in business over, some of whom are over a decade for sure. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just quietly thought it didn't apply to me. And yet again, the club proved me wrong on mm-hmm. all fronts. Um, and they kind of do put their money where their mouth is. Now, obviously, the judging panel is independent, etc. But like you said, it's really the point of view of the club, I think, allowed that because a lot of other um, applications, as I understand, my understanding it is limited, but there is a lot of... Um, things based on financial or they just simply don't have some of the categories that were there and mm-hmm. um, like sustainability like inspire inspiring member um, like mm-hmm. contribution to the club um, so yeah it's yeah they they mean what they say and they say what they do for sure mm-hmm. yeah uh, I love hearing that behind the scenes story because I never got to hear it after on the night um, <laughs> so we have yeah, I feel um, like I didn't speak to anyone <laughs> <laughs> it was I know still it took a picture of a Christmas tree with two heavy pieces of glass but I don't remember anything <laughs> so so you've got the pictures to remind you so very glad people got you into the pictures instead of you taking them <laughs> so I'm going to finish up with this one so we've talked a lot about what the club has meant to your business obviously with the awards but what does it mean to you personally if anything oh um it's genuinely a hard one because they're definitely intertwined I think especially in my mode and type of business I am it like I am the business and there's no one else (laughs) can't afford to pay them Um, and so it's definitely intertwined I will say it had so I took two very big leaps very close together I took the leap of the business and then the leap of going into networking. And some people might say, well, that's not much of a leap. But from where I personally was, it was a huge, huge leap. And both times I was rewarded positively for my faith, which in life, you're not, you're not, that's not always the case. No. And it can be hard. So it definitely taught me to trust myself more because I feel like, again, I don't want to harp on, but as someone with anxiety, there's often two sides to yourself you know where your talents lie, you know what you're good at, but you would never say it or you would never act on it. It can feel very like knowing the answer in class, but you wouldn't say it. Mm -hmm. Or 
you know, you're talking about something in a group and you might have the funniest joke in your head, but you wouldn't act on it. Mm -hmm. So to have in the space of a year and a half opening a business, it kind of running away from me in the best in the best way possible and that being supported by women I didn't know a year ago Mm -hmm. is like insane and so it has just kind of taught me to trust my gut to trust other people in a space because often I find in traditional settings women are often pitted against each other and not even just in the workforce but in she's in my celebrity culture in media whatever the case may be so you know it's not about like hashtag girl bossing all the time it's this true and real support mm-hmm. that has allowed me to kind of bet on myself a little bit um and I've just been lucky that those bets have come in so far um and it's it's been amazing I absolutely love that I really love that <laughs> it's, it's it's such a good kind of summary um of how a network like the club a network like this can can really support you kind of in a really well-rounded way that's not just focused on just various facets of the business and so to finish off is there anything coming up for sleepy chicken in the near future well we have a new drop system i am about to produce a second human so i'm kind of readjusting the business yes really (laughs) Hopefully another child here in June. And so congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) A bit quicker than I wanted to business-wise, but I had always had this idea of the drop. I love the drama. I love social media build up. It's my favorite thing. So we did our first drop in the spring, which is spring fling drop, which is still ongoing. Our next will be summer loving. um, And it will be in early May with, I won't tell you, but it's so good. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. Um, again, the same approach, but different products each time. So if you don't shop a drop, you miss out. Lose, you lose, buy or buy and all that. Um, and then we move on to the next drop. We're going to have five drops in a year. And the goal is by next year for people to be vibrating in their seats, waiting for our drop. So it's a big switch in business. And we hope it works, but, but you <laughs> know what? The approach is still the same. It sounds so exciting, but what I'm loving here is the confidence you have in in this being the way forward. Like I can absolutely see it on your face. Like you are just so confident in the products, in the customers you've built up, that this is going to be the way forward for Sleepy Chicken. It's fantastic. Thank you. I hope so. Well, I did a deep dive last month, you see, so I've already been hyped up by all the girls. I started the deep dive sniveling, being like, can I take maternity leave or will everyone forget me? (laughs) (laughs) So now it's a month later and I'm like, yes, yes, you think the gut has it right this time. So our next drop is the Summer Lovin' Drop. It is completely new products, but again, styled with women and kids in mind. Sassy, summery, never to be repeated. And it'll be here the end of April, start of May. It all sounds so exciting. I am, you're going to have a huge year between a new little sleep chicken and new products and a new way of doing business. It all sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for giving me your time today because I absolutely loved this chat. 
Um, it's given me so much energy. And even though it's the evening time, I feel like I should be going and doing something now, but it was absolutely fantastic to talk to you. So thank you so much. It was. Thank you so much. It was a good pairing. I was worried we'd be three hours long. Yeah, well, there was always that risk. Mm -hmm.